Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Luna Fishing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Luna. Thanks for checking into today's episode. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is um, I need to amend something that I said in my last video when it came to the um, new professional league that's going to be out there. It was brought to my attention that I misspoke about the one in three payouts. Uh, one in three would actually be a deeper payout than um, a one in five payout. But I want to say that when I remember hearing the interview that I was referring to, when I made that statement that they weren't going to pay as deep so they could keep the checks a little bit bigger so the guys that did cash checks would take home a little bit more money. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I didn't want to leave that up in the air without um, understanding or making it known that I realized I made a mistake. So I just wanted to put that out there and just um, put a little caveat to my statement in that past episode. So quick little story um, to let you guys know what we're dealing with out here in Southern California. And um, I was getting ready for work and I'm talking to my wife and she was letting me know that where we live in Southern California was one of the hottest places in the country. It's November, it was 97 degrees and there's ice and snow in other parts of the country. It's a crazy time in November, October, November out where I live. You get all kinds of Santa Ana winds, which is basically east winds that bring in heat from the desert and stuff like that and it was 97 degrees I guess the other day and it was the hottest place in the country so where I live it was the hottest place in the country guys are snowed in guys are iced out digging holes to go ice fishing and it was 97 degrees where I was living pretty insane but it's reality but you know what? it just shows how different different parts of the country are and um I'm ready for winter, I'm not gonna lie. I'm ready for it to cool down. I'm ready for sweatshirts and pants and stuff like that. I'm tired of wearing the shorts and the flip-flops, but it is what it is. It'll get to be winter soon enough. For those of you that follow my Instagram and YouTube content and, and stuff like that, you'll know that I make a lot of my own tackle. Um, I can make spinnerbaits, I can make jigs, I can make swim jigs, I can make drop shot weights, egg sinkers. Um, I can make a bunch of different stuff. Um, it's really fun to do. I really enjoy doing it. Um, it's just something I kind of fell into. I, I was basically just planning on making um, drop shot weights and trying to sell them. And um, that was successful. So I started branching out and buying different molds. And, and then now I'm fortunate enough to be able to make some content for uh, dual molds. So I want to go into what it takes to, you know, make some of your own, uh, make your, your own tackle, um, things that you would need to buy. And uh, let's get into it. So what we're gonna start off talking about is lead-based products. Lead is what a vast majority of tackle is made out of. That's what gives the tackle its weight. The other options out there are tungsten. Um, tungsten's a little bit more pricey than lead is, and it's not as easy to work with. Lead's melting point is something that we, in our garage or in our house, wherever we're gonna do it, in backyard, can, um, melt down and pour ourselves. Tungsten is not that way. Um, I'm not exactly sure how tungsten's produced. I know there's tungsten resins where you can pour that. Um, I've never dabbled into that. I've heard of people, you know, making up their own tungsten resin and pouring stuff, but I've never looked into it too much, nor have I really considered doing it. So when you're going to be making lead-based lures, whether it's going to be, you know, a spinnerbait or a jig or 
drop shot sinkers, whatever, you're gonna need the lead. You're gonna then need a way to melt down that lead, whether that's gonna be in a melting pot, in a ladle that has a heat element on the bottom that heats up the cast iron um, little bucket that's on the top of it that you then pour into the mold. You're gonna need something to melt down that lead. Now, when you melt down lead, it's super hot, so you have to be very careful because if that stuff gets on your skin, it's gonna burn your skin. The molds get really hot, the hooks get really hot. Everything gets really hot because you're pouring that lead as a liquid into those molds and if that stuff gets on you, it's definitely gonna burn you, so you gotta be very careful. But the first thing you're gonna need if you're gonna pour lead-based baits and, and tackle, you're gonna definitely need something to melt down that lead. Some guys will just use a cast iron pot and heat up that pot and then use a ladle to um, scoop out that lead and pour it in the molds. I use a Lee pot. Years and years ago, um, I think my grandpa found at a swap meet, or as some of you guys might call flea markets, he found some stuff that um, he gave me and it was one of the you know, ladles with the heat element on the bottom that you basically just drop that lead into the little pot and it'll heat it up, melt it down, and then you just pour it into your molds directly from that heat element. Um, and that's what I used a long time ago when I first was dabbling in making my own tackle. But now that I'm making a lot more stuff, I definitely like using my Lee lead pot that you know, I think it lets me melt down about 10 pounds of lead at a time. And you'd actually be surprised if you're making a run of drop shot sinkers or something else, how quickly you can actually go through that amount of lead. So now that we've talked about what we need to get started, the next thing you're gonna need is the molds. You're gonna need to figure out what type of lure or what type of weight you want to make. If you wanna make drop shot weights, you're gonna need a drop shot mold. If you're gonna wanna make a jig, you're gonna need the jig mold. If you're gonna want to make spinner baits, you're gonna need the spinner bait mold. So you have to narrow down what molds and what baits you want to buy. And then you go on the Do It Molds website, you check out all the different molds they have. They have a ton of different molds. They have a ton of different football jig options, a bunch of different spinner bait options, a bunch of different drop shot weight options. They have a ton, I mean a ton of different molds. So basically you can pick and find something that you're gonna like that's gonna suit your needs. So you go on the Do It Molds website, check out the different molds that they have, and then get get that mold because that's what you're gonna need in order to make those jigs, make those sinkers, make that tackle. So the next step in the process is you are going to, after picking whatever mold you're gonna use to make a jig or make a drop shot sinker or whatever, doesn't really matter. You're gonna need to look at that mold and figure out what other components you're going to need to make that bait or to make that sinker. So if we're gonna use a drop shot weight for an example, so we're, we decided that we go on the website, we decide that we're gonna make drop shot sinkers. Okay, so we get the mold, comes in the mail. We're not ready to make a sinker yet. We still have to buy, you know, if it's a drop shot sinker, we still have to buy the little swivel that we're gonna put the line through in order to fish that sinker. So that's one thing you wanna pay attention to. So if you're gonna go on the Do It Molds website and you're gonna pick out that, that mold, you need to look at the cast item details. Those are all the details that show you what hook size you're gonna need, what wire forms you might need, because if you're making spinner baits, you're gonna to need to buy the spinner bait wire forms. Um, some of the molds have wire keepers that you have to purchase separately, so that way you can have you know a better keeper than just a lead keeper. 
Um, there's different factors that are involved and it, it's pretty simple. They make it simple on the website. Basically, you pick out the mold that you want. You go to the cast item details to see what other items you're gonna need to purchase in order to make those baits. You purchase those and then you know it gets shipped to you and you're ready to go. The simplest things to do in the beginning are to make sure that you follow the directions on the mold when it comes to what components you're buying. So if it says that you need a specific owner hook, I recommend you buy that specific owner hook. Now, in many, many cases, you can buy other hooks that will fit that mold, but if you're just getting started, I highly recommend that you just stick to what the mold says. It'll make your life easier because that mold is designed to be used with that hook. Now, like I said, in many cases, you can get away with um, finding hooks that will fit that mold still. Maybe you prefer a different brand of hook than, than what the mold is saying to use. I would still, in the beginning, suggest buying the hook that it's designed to have inside of it. And then when you get the mold, do some research if you're not happy with that hook and find something that will suit your needs and, and suit your preferences. So if we're making a jig and we have it poured, we bought our hooks, um, we looked at the cast item details to see if there was any wire forms that were associated with our jig or anything else that was associated with our jig and we have everything ready to go. We've poured it, it's out, it's all hardened up, it's ready to go. You know, most of the time we're gonna wanna paint those jigs. What you're gonna need is powder paint. Powder paint is available in a lot of different places. I would recommend going with um, a powder paint that's offered on the Do It Molds website. There's Tackle Warehouse has it. Different tackle supply companies have powder paint as well. But the easiest to work with so far that I have found is the Protec powder paints. And I'll explain a little bit more about why I like to work with those and what I've found to be the easiest way of going about it. So when it comes to powder paints, you have to make sure that that powder paint is stirred up or you're using what's called a fluid bed. If you're just getting into tackle making, I would not worry about the fluid bed. You're not gonna be making enough tackle that you're gonna need that fluid bed. Basically what a fluid bed does is it pumps air into the powder paint. So basically you would pour the powder paint out of the little container that it comes in into your fluid bed. And when you turn the fluid bed on, it would pump air into the powder paint. It would make it basically like water consistency almost like more fluid so it moves around easier and basically what that does is it puts a nice thin even coating of paint around your jig or around whatever you're making and it, it helps have that even coat because when you go to the next step in the process which would be baking that powder paint onto your jig or onto your bait you want that even coating because you don't want that powder paint to heat back up when you're baking it and then start to drip off or anything like that. So fluid beds can help, but if you don't have a fluid bed or you're not making enough tackle to justify the fluid bed or you're just starting out, all you have to do is just stir up that powder paint inside the plastic container that it comes in and um, just do that you know, every couple jigs or every couple baits and you're not gonna have any problems. You just, you just dip that bait into the powder paint after you stirred it up and bring it out real quick, you know, hit the side of the um the container with with that jig or with that lure and get some of that extra um, paint off and you should be fine so once our lure is all painted up we're going to need to go to the oven and we want to bake that paint and where i i like to bake it for about 
for about 20 minutes at 350 degrees. I just use a little toaster oven. It's in the garage. I've seen videos of people doing it in their house, in their oven. That's not what I would recommend. I don't know if there's any health concerns or anything like that associated with baking the powder paint inside your house. That's just not something that I would do. Um, I definitely use a uh, toaster oven out in the garage. Toaster ovens are pretty cheap to buy. You can get them at Walmart for pretty cheap or something like that or online, whatever you prefer, but they're not that expensive and they don't have to worry about, you know, baking that stuff inside your house. Um, there may not be any health concerns. There might be, I'm not exactly sure, so I'd recommend you do some research on that. But basically you put that, those finished jigs or those finished baits into the oven. You're gonna hang them so that way they, um, they can dry and heat up and then they dry once the, the, the heat's over, once the timer goes off or once you pull them out of that the oven but basically what you're trying to do is bake that paint and when that paint's baking in that oven it's gonna harden that paint so that way you get a nice hard more durable finish than you would just after you know powder painting these jigs beforehand and I just realized right now that I forgot to mention when you go to powder paint your jigs or go to powder paint your baits you have to heat that lead up with, you know, I use a heat gun. I just turn the heat gun on and I give it like a good 20 seconds or something on the heat gun. I turn it, you know, and I get it all heated around the entire um, bait and then I dip it into the powder paint. Um, and then you're gonna go, like I said, to the oven and you're gonna bake that in the oven. 20 minutes, 350 degrees, it's gonna get a nice, hard, more durable finish on that powder paint than you would if you just heated up that bait dipped it in and then went fishing. If you do that, they will not be as durable. You will chip your baits very, very easily and that paint will not be as durable as it can be. So in a lot of cases, there's there's extra steps to do after you've got your jigs painted or your spinner baits painted or whatever. Spinner baits, you're gonna need to put blades and beads and swivels and stuff like that on there. For jigs, you're gonna need to get a skirt going get a skirt making tool. There's a couple little different items and, and in future episodes, I'll go into a little bit more detail on, on what you might need, but I wanted to go in the overview of what you're gonna need in order to get started. Obviously, if you know you're making jigs, you're gonna need to get jig skirts. Um, you can make your own jig skirts using a skirt making tool, pretty inexpensive little item, or you can buy pre-made skirts. Um, I've been making a lot of jigs lately using the Sixth Sense silicone skirts they have awesome skirts on their website um, if you go to the website you can use my code luna10 and get a discount off anything on their website i've been using a lot of the silicone um, jig skirts on my own jigs and i've been having a lot of success i've caught a lot of fish on those skirts um, i'm really happy with them they're very intricate skirts um, which i think a lot of people like and um, i've used pretty bland skirts in the past but I decided to start trying those out and I've really liked it. I'm almost considering just switching all my football jigs that I make over to those six cent skirts. So make sure to go check it out. And then while you're on the website, if you find other stuff that you want, you can get them at a discount using my code LUNA10. And speaking of discounts, I also wanna mention my omniafishing.com discount code. It's LUNAFIRST15. Uh, that will get you a discount off of your first purchase. Um, I also have a discount code with gcioutdoor.com. It's MLF15. You can get a discount off your GCI Outdoor products. They make awesome um, outdoor chairs, outdoor tables, stadium seats, um, stuff like that. 
a lot of good stuff over there. They've been an awesome supporter of mine, just like Sixth Sense. Uh, also, Realer Shield. I'm doing a giveaway on my Instagram channel. Um, it's a Realer Shield giveaway where I'm giving away four sticks of sunscreen, um, a jig, a spinnerbait, and a pack of plastics. Um, all you have to do to get in on that giveaway is go to my Instagram page, find the giveaway post, like the post, comment or tag somebody in that um, in that post. Follow me and follow Realer Shield, and you are entered into the giveaway. Also, with Realer Shield, now through December 16th they have offered up some discount codes for me to put out to you guys. Uh, if you use the code LUNA, you can get a buy one, get one free deal. Basically what you do is you go to the Realer Shield website and you put two sticks of uh, sunscreen into your cart. Use the code LUNA at checkout and one of those sticks will be free. The other code they are offering up is LUNA SHIP. L-U-N-A-S-H-I-P. And that is on their three, five, and 10 bundle packs you basically go in there pick out whatever sunscreen pack you want and go to the cart use my code luna ship and you're gonna get free shipping um, that's only good through december 16th um, i'm doing a little promotion with them i'm hoping that you guys go out and buy some of the sunscreen i'd really appreciate it if you do um, it's good stuff that's what i use while i'm out on the water um, it also will make a great stocking stuffer, something like that for the holidays that we have coming up. I know it's not really ideal sunscreen season, but it's definitely something that you can take advantage of now with that discount code, get it a little bit cheaper than you would otherwise and have it when the time is right, put it in the stocking stuffer for somebody else. So take advantage of those discount codes. Um, when you use those codes, it really helps me out with these different companies. They start to realize that um, I have an impact and my and the people that follow my content are making purchases of the companies that support me and it really helps me out in their eyes so please go and use those discount codes if you use any of those products or you need any of those products that i have codes for i would really appreciate it so thanks for checking into today's episode i really hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about making your own tackle some of the stuff that you would need um, if you enjoyed this episode let me know take a screenshot while you're listening and send it out over your social media and tag me in it and i will uh, share it as well. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you guys next time. Talk to you later. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate it. I want to talk to you guys real quick before we go about how you can support my podcast. You guys know I want to fish professionally and make a living doing it and I can't do that on my own. So if you guys want to support the podcast, that's an option that Anchor provides. So I want to let you guys know about it. If you're interested in doing that, go to anchor.fm slash matt-luna-fishing and click the support this podcast link. I'll also leave a link in the show notes if it's something that you're interested in. I kind of feel weird ask, uh, mentioning it, but I wanted to pass that information along to you guys. Also, if you want to get a free ebook that I have put out, all you got to do is sign up for my email list. There'll be a link in the show notes for that as well. And you can learn about what Bassied talks about shad, bluegill, and crawfish, and the different times of year that you can target those forages where the bass should be. may not be a perfect every time you go fishing way to find the bass, but it can kind of give you that yearly timeline and help you be close to the right areas where those fish are. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate it.